0: Two-pitch, ball lined to Yount,
1: it's short! He throws, it's over! The Brewers have won the American League pennant! Milwaukee, you have a World Series! Hit in the air. Yount, makes a great catch and one! The Amos has thrown the first no-hitter
0: in Milwaukee Brewer history! Swings and here it is! A face hit in the right center! And there's a drive to the left field. This is hit well. And it's gone! What a goal! A two-run home run! The Boers take the lead! Morgan, are to smash up the middle.
1: cruising for a bruising with me, Andrew Snyder. And me, Adam McGee. As we talk all things Milwaukee Brewers for the Eurostep Podcast Network and Blue Wire Podcast, at the end of the day, none of this matters. And that's comforting. We attribute all this meaning to sports because of the joy it brings us and the way it helps us pass the time. But at the end of the day, all that matters is that you wake up every day, and you try to be a better person than you were the day before. You care about your friends and family, and you move through life as happy as possible. Uh, it'd be nice if the Milwaukee Brewers contributed to that happiness, Adam, but right now they're not doing that, and there's no way to sugarcoat it from there. First of all, how you doing?
2: I'm doing great. I'm doing even better for hearing those words of wisdom on a Monday morning. I'm sure that's the, the perfect way for everyone to start the week. Everyone's going to be thinking of Andrew's words as they wake up and try to be better people now. Uh, let's see if we get the brewers to hear it too. Um, they need to wake up to be better players. I, I'm doing okay, though. Like, this is something we have now been dealing with for quite a while. This team is just, they're not good. Very simply, not good. Um, They happen to be in a playoff race with other teams who are also not good, which is why it's still a playoff race. But for everything that we thought they would be and that they should be this season, that is not materializing. So there's been a coming to terms with that for quite a while. They are still there, I guess. There is still an opportunity for some heroics, but this team is not giving any reason for anyone to believe that based on anything other than blind fate.
1: Yeah, it certainly hasn't been with any anything that looks like a positive trend is going to turn things around. You get two out of three series wins against the Cubs and the Pirates when you probably should have swept, and then you come into Arizona and you lose three of four to the Diamondbacks in a series where we have almost had a bingo card of how – how can the Brewers lose baseball games? Some of the games, it's starting pitcher, uh, has one bad inning towards the middle of the game that ruins an otherwise uh sterling performance. We'll have late game bullpen meltdowns, and then we have games where the offense just does not show up what for whatsoever. Uh in this diamondback series, it was it was one of those offensive series. in, in their losses, they scored a combined two runs, and that's that's not going to get the, the job done. Um, while you're listening, you know, this might be a podcast that uh, takes a sour tone, but if you're going to listen to us talk about happy things. Uh, we've had a bunch of other podcasts on the network. Uh, the Eurostep podcast with Ty Winnish and Rowan Cotty. Uh, the Win in Six podcast with yourself and Jordan Tresky, Our newest podcast, Talk of the Tundra with our host, Numak, and a rotating assortment of guests. Uh, I made my debut Probably, I guess, an hour ago, if you're listening to this, uh, <laughs> we did NFL over unders for the whole league. So it's a, a media episode. Uh, I, I was going in just on vibes. So it's a fun listen. We also have make time for this, which is our pop culture pod where captured on celluloid, the uh, movie podcast. Adam and I have d- been doing for quite a while. Lives talked about the, the Lord of the Lord of the Rings last week. So we got that going for us. Lot going on, Adam. Uh, should we talk about four games in the desert?
2: Yeah, unless you want to do the big time for this episode on the Lord of the Rings show and House of the Dragon now. I don't know if people rather listen to that. That's that's coming up in the next couple of days so you can find that. But look, I guess I guess for now we should talk about the brewers falling flat on their face in Arizona.
1: Yeah. The Diamondbacks have quietly been a very good team of late, and a lot of that I think comes down to Two of their very good starting pitchers, and they faced off against the first of those on Thursday night. Uh, Merrill Kelly facing Brandon Woodruff. Woodruff, who's been largely excellent since returning from the IL in the middle of the summer. Uh, not his finest hour. Five and two-thirds innings pitch, eight hits, five runs. All of them were earned. Two walks, only four strikeouts. Did allow a homer. Uh, that homer came in the first inning. Christian Walker at the plate uh, with Ketel Marte on base. Two-run homer makes it 2 nothing after the first. Um, then we go to the second inning and things would not get better. Geraldo Perdomo singles home Alec Thomas to make it three nothing. And then we go further into the game. Uh, kind of uh, a trend for Woodruff when things aren't working is that something would happen, uh, in that sixth or seventh inning that really ha- sees him lose control to start. And, uh, that was something that happened again today with two runners on base, um Josh Rojas would double to score Perdomo and Carson Kelly makes it 5-0. And M- Merrill Kelly dominated the Brewers 7 innings, four hits, no runs, no walks, seven strikeouts. ERA on the season down to 2.84. Um I th- I believe they got him from the Cardinals a few years ago. Um veteran pitcher, 33 years old, came out and and really shoved when they needed him to. Brewers only got four hits in this game. Um, and we're over one with runners in scoring position, three runners left on base. They just didn't get anything going with the bats, and that was that.
2: Should Manfred step in? Just say we're going to scrap the wild card race in the National League, and I'm just going to award, you know, that final wild card spot to the Diamondbacks based on how all of the teams above them are doing everything they can to not make the playoffs. And the Diamondbacks are just on a tear. That's kind of, that's my thought process coming out of this series because the Diamondbacks, I guess, have everything to play for while also not really having a lot to play for because they are, they just let themselves in too deep of a hole to climb out of, but they're doing all they can to get out of it. And they looked 10 times the team the Brewers are across the course of the series, starting in game one, the offensive no show is the killer. Um, but also when you lose five nothing and the five earned runs all come from Brandon Woodruff, that is not something we've been accustomed to of late, so that hurts too. But hard to pin it on a pitcher if you do not get a single run. Yeah, I, I've been told that
1: you need those to win baseball games. Um, if someone can confirm that, let me know. Uh moving on to the second game of this series. Do um, do you
2: have any any thoughts on my we just give to Diamondbacks the spot? Uh, I reject that
1: suggestion and say we just don't give it to anyone.
2: Why well, the Diamondbacks are good now?
1: They're sixty-four and sixty-nine. They it's they're about winning a, over one hundred sixty-two games. They should have played eight, well in April and two. May. None of these teams deserve it, Adam. They're all so frustrating.
2: The Diamondbacks—they've got their own Craig Timber going on, Andrew. But they might be the team who really have their their own special September sauce. Torrey Lavello
1: Timber—is that what you're telling me uh, is, yeah, is going possibly. on? Dalton Varsho Timber. Um, standout players f- for the Diamondbacks in that game. Uh, Josh Rojas was two for five. Christian Walker, two for three, a guy whose name was floated around quite a bit uh, on, on that trade deadline about uh, teams looking for uh, first baseman. And then uh, Perdomo was two for four. So some standout members of Adams, Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, <laughs> game two, Eric Lauer uh, versus, uh, I say old friend. Often, now I'll just go with old enemy uh, against Zach Davies. Uh, Lauer, I think we can say had a solid performance, bouncing back from uh, a struggling performance in his last outing. Uh, goes six and two-thirds innings, six hits, two runs. They were earned. No walks, five strikeouts, and no home runs. Uh, left with only 88 pitches as he got into some trouble. Um, Hobie Milner came on and got him out of the trouble one and a third inning scoreless for Hobie with a walk and a strikeout. Uh, This game would be scoreless until until the fifth inning. The Brewers would score first a bases loaded walk uh, by Andrew McCutcheon scored Willie Adamas. So uh, across two games to start this series, the only way the Brewers scored was via a bases loaded walk. Not what you want to see. In the fifth inning, the... Diamondbacks would score the only two other runs this this game would provide. Um, Emmanuel Rivera, uh, who was the DH for this game, would double to center field to score Christian Walker. And then uh, also later in the inning, Jake McCarthy would hit a double to make it two to one. And that was that from both the Brewers and the Diamondbacks in terms of scoring that Diamondbacks would... uh, Bridge together this game with the bullpen. Davies was removed in that fifth um, that saw the Brewers actually score a run. And then Kyle Nelson's walk-a-palooza would lead to the Brewers scoring that run. And then they got scoreless relief appearances from four other relievers with Ian Kennedy coming on to nail the save down in the ninth inning. Nothing doing for the Brewers really at all. 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position. Obviously, that the 0 is in there because of uh, the walk doesn't have a bat. So, one productive at bat with runners in scoring position and then not much else. 11 runners left on base. They got 9 hits in this game. So, it wasn't like game 1 where they just had nothing going on. It was getting guys on initially and then innings just faltering and not being able to cash in big in that fifth inning with the bases loaded, instead having to settle for the single run on the on the, the wall. So, two games of the series, the offense not looking good at all against uh, the vaunted
2: Arizona Diamondbacks. It was either a three or four game home run drought at this point, um, which, particularly for the Brewers, not good for any team, but particularly for the Brewers, it's a problem, because we know that is how their offense functions, a very, very good outing from Eric Flower, as you said, rough run before this, but normal service resumed and doing what he has been doing, which he deserves all the credit for, which is going the guts of seven innings. Because those around them are all in <laughs> their best to go four and five. And there's a bullpen arms who I can only assume are pretty tired at this point and being like, Yeah, I'm out here allowing runs again. I wonder why. So Eric Lyra coming out with a really, really strong start. That's what you want. That should give you every chance to win the game. But again, you're going to need some offense. And it was just painful. I mean, one thing I'm not sure did you touch on in game one was Yelly leaving game one. Ah, yes, um, I forgot. With his, his neck injury. For all the alley's ups and downs, one of the things we have talked about his ability to do this season is just get on base um, and give you a chance to get some things happening. Um, without that, things get really tough again. It's not like he would have solved all the problems, but this Brewer's offense is so precariously balanced that any kind of cog that somewhat helps it work at any point, if that's removed from the equation, the whole thing shuts down. And it's not like we couldn't see this with Yelly in the team, but it certainly didn't help. And I think when you map out over the course of the series, the brewers missed uh, they missed some toe tap and they missed the ability to just get on base, find some singles, or you know, even nicer would have been some of the power that Yelly has again flashed lately. But yeah, pretty grim stuff.
0: That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: Uh, moving on to the game where the bats showed up and the Brewers won a game. This will be a brief trip because they played four games in this series. And you know what happened in the fourth game? Didn't go so great. Um, Corbin Burns on the mound against Madison Bumgarner. Um, another tough outing for Corbin Burns, uh, his namesake, Corbin Carroll singles in the first inning to score Rojas to make it one, nothing, uh, Arizona, Victor Caratini would grab the lead back, uh, for the Brewers in the second inning with a double that would score Tyron Taylor and Estee Ruiz in the second inning, a Dalton, uh, Dalton Varsho sacrifice fly would score. I think former Brewer farmhand, or he might have been on the team for a little bit. I can't remember. Cooper Hummel um, to make it 2-2. In the fifth inning, uh, Willie Adama scores on an error to make it 3-2. In the fifth, Varsho hits a solo homer to make it 3-3. This game was back and forth, back and forth. Top of the sixth, Tyrone Taylor homers to make it 4-3 Brewers. Cooper Hummel doubles to make it 4-4 in the sixth. Perdomo singles in the sixth to make it 5-4 Diamondbacks. Rojas follows with a single to make it 6-4 Diamondbacks. At that point, with the Rojas single, Corbin Burns had been removed. Five and two-thirds innings pitched. Seven hits. Five runs. All of them earned. Three walks. Five strikeouts to the homer by Varsho. Brad Boxberger uh, came in to relieve him. Allowed another run to score. Um, eventually got out of the inning. Only a third of an inning. Inning pitch got the one out through 18 pitches to get that one out. And the Brewers would leave the sixth inning down six to four. In the eighth inning, Andrew McCutcheon singles to get one back to make it six to five. And then a man who has uh proven to be great in late and clutch situations for the Brewers this year. I saw a stat. I think it was seven. I can't remember who it was tied with. I think it might have been Brandon Drury that Rowdy is tied with seven homers after the eighth inning uh rowdy close pinch hits for Luis Arias hits a homer to tie the game at 6-6 in the ninth to give the brewers life uh devin williams comes on and uh provides a three up three down inning in the bottom of the ninth to get things to to um Manfred ball joe Mantiply comes on to pitch for the diamondbacks with that 6-6 game tyrone taylor homers to score himself and a stay Ruiz to make it 8-6 and then in the bottom of the 10th uh, taylor rogers comes on strikes out a pair Gets a ground out back to him at the mound. Brewers win 8-6. Uh, the game where the offense showed up, Corbin didn't have it. He, his ERA is over three for, I'm guessing, the first time this season. Uh, I would have to double-check that. But he seems to have lost his command to a degree. It's resulting in both hits and walks. And he's just not able to make it through a start without – providing uh at least three or four runs for the other team and in this case five but the brewers managed to win the game uh <laughs> it's just how it goes you get the run support in the game where the starter doesn't have it you have a game where <laughs> starters are providing you uh six and two-thirds innings like Lauer the night before and can't get it done but yeah the brewers did get the win here and rogers looked really good in the in that in that 10th inning as well um
2: 8-6 Brewers win in Game 3? Uh, Rogers, I hope I have a ride, but I do think it's seven consecutive scoreless innings for him now, so he's really... Honestly, since the point where I think he, he broke me a little bit, uh, which is about as as much as this team has got to me all season was Taylor Rogers. and I don't know if I should take credit for the pep talk, but he's really, really dialed in and been doing really, really well since, so credit to him. Um, this is the game where the offense showed up, but I do think, you know, half tip to the bullpen because once you get past box, score sending for Peter Strozeki, score sending for Brad Suter, score sending for Devon, and the score winning from Taylor Rogers. A lot of good work there. Um, some good pitchers that we didn't get to see a whole lot of because the runs weren't there and they were um rooted to the bullpen, rooted to their seats. But for Tyrone. First signs of life for him in quite some time. Should we read anything into this? Is it a coincidence that Tyrone Taylor is showing life now that he has um, the most handsome man in Milwaukee, Garrett Mitchell, looking over one shoulder, Estee Reese looking over another shoulder, and all of a sudden, big two homer games. You get the, the Brewers a win that they had to have. Do we think there's maybe some extra motivation for Tyrone, where something that was a given is, oh, you're the everyday starter? Low Kane's gone. Now it's like, hey, you might want to show up here, or there's going to be real questions about your future, let alone your starting spot.
1: I don't think it hurts because there's a degree of, or there's a thought that once Kane left, it could have been like, oh, I'm going to settle into being the player I am. I know I have the job, I'm relaxed. And now after some tough performances, I mean, this can be a true down the stretch, play the hot hand, like who's hitting, you'll be in the lineup. And if Tyrone knows that and and starts to flash that power that he showed early in the season and also maybe develop a little more patience like he showed in the last series where he had a game with two walks, um, that can only help, Uh, I mean, uh, competition, is never a bad thing on a roster having options. So yeah, nice to see Tyrone
2: come up in a big moment. Famously, we've been saying for quite some time this team just has too many center fielders. You know they need to they need to offload some center fielders because they don't have enough of them. Um, no, it's nice to see some competition there. It's nice to see Tyrone have a good game out of it. Um, S.A.R.E. Reese, I think his first appearance to the Brewers was Game One where he pinch hit, but. This was his first start. Um, two runs scored, one obviously as the Manford man. Yes, and the other uh, reached via a walk. Not a lot uh, here for yeah. for the excitement we had. Not a lot here yet. Not anything really striking in terms of his at bats, and uh, he looked uh, he looked thinner to me than i than I realized from just clips i'd watched before photos of him as a padre and there was something about seeing him there i was like he's kind of railed in like he is really wiry which i guess feeds into uh his absolutely explosive pace but yeah i don't know we're we're waiting to to really see something that's going to spark us plenty of excitement it's good to have him up though that was one of the conversations we were having towards the back end of the last episode who would the brewers turn to and the answer was as Ruiz and luis perdomo who also threw two scoreless innings in game one so could see him back with the team and doing well uh
1: game four the brewers will run into just a buzzsaw of a starting <laughs> pitcher right now who can seem to do no wrong uh I was noticeably mad about their offensive efforts in game one and game two. And with this one, I just kind of throw my hands up because it seems like if Zach Gallant is on the mound against your team, this is what's going to happen with this game against the Brewers. He has extended his scoreless inning streak to 41 and a third innings. Uh, He's playing his way into the national league. Cy Young conversation Uh, himself, Sandy Alcantara and Julio Arias seem to be, the the three that would be the most popular names i still think alcantara uh has the edge his era is a little higher than Arias, but he throws so many innings and gives you so much value on the mound that i think that will be what ends up winning the day gallon looked fantastic against the brewers though seven innings pitch two hits a walk seven strikeouts no runs was excellent 103 pitches in seven innings uh there was some talk early in the early innings that it was like all oh, the, the brewers are, are getting his pitch count higher than it's normally at this point and i'm like god that's what we've resorted to jason alexander on the mound for the brewers and i i thought he mostly did the job that he was supposed to do it wasn't pretty it often isn't when he's on the mound but he probably deserved a little better four and two-thirds innings pitch five hits three runs all of them earned, four walks and three strikeouts allowed one homer um in the first inning uh ground ball to willie adamas's left uh tough ball to get to but probably one he should glove and at the very least get the force out at second or keep the runners where they are instead corbin carroll motors around the bases to get to third to have runners on first and third in the second inning out thomas then hits a sacrifice fly to score corbin carroll in the third dalton Farshow hits a homer to make it two nothing um then in the fifth inning, Jake McCarthy single to right scores Rojas and, and moves Christian Walker to third to make it three nothing. In the eighth, McCarthy homers uh, t- to make it five nothing. And then the Brewers would only get a lone run on a Hunter Renfro homer in the ninth inning. Nothing doing there. Um, the homer came off Mark Melanson, who was in to close the game instead of uh, Ian Kennedy or, or Joe Mantiply because the, the Diamondbacks did have that. Five nothing lead. Uh, they got a scoreless inning from Kyle Nelson, who had struggled in the game uh, in Game Two, where the Brewers scored via the bases loaded walk. So he bounced back there. Uh, Brewers got scoreless relief from Hobie Milner, who went in an in- inning and a third with three strikeouts. Uh, Matt Bush put up a scoreless inning, looked really good with two strikeouts. He's had some up and down uh, moments of late, and so it's nice to see him bounce back, albeit in a losing effort. And uh, Brent Suter, um, kind of the first the first tough outing for him in a while, an inning pitch, two hits, two runs. Both of them earned a walk, um, and it was the, the McCarthy homer that would do the bulk of the damage there against Suter. 5-1 loss, ran up against Zach Gallen, couldn't do anything against the limited time against the bullpen, and you head away from this series with three out of four losses to the Diamondbacks. In a series where there was room for you to gain ground in the division with the other teams having similarly tough series. Isn't that, isn't
2: that every series, Andrew? Right now, uh, it seems like there's always the like opportunity and it's never taken.
1: Matching. It's just matching. All these teams are like, what did what did the Phillies do? All right, we can lose today. Oh, what, did the, what did the Brewers do? Okay, we can lose today. That's that's uh that seems to be the nature of this wild card race. Uh
2: not- you insist there it was a tough ball to get to for that first time in Baxter run. I say tough for you, tough for me. I don't think it's tough for Willie Thomas. I was pretty disappointed in that one. And I think that's tough when you've got Jason Alexander out there and he- he's really just trying to give you everything he's got, hold the pieces together. Um, A run going up in the board early like that where someone is getting very cheaply from first to third. That was tough. Um and it's just not the kind of moment you need when your confidence is not at your highest as a team, when you need every win you can get to gain ground. So that's a moment. It's not like it decides the game, but I do think it set a tone early on, and then going up against a picture like Zach Gallen, you're just making life really, really difficult for yourself. So that was that was tough on Souter, Just I, the one thing I'll say on Souter is um you only pitched third of an inning in game one, but Pitching a three out of four games of the series doesn't seem completely ideal. He is one of the relievers who is really getting worked. Um, Hobie also getting a lot of work recently. It seems like that's just at some point you know you can't save all of these guys for the games that are close because you're not you're not giving yourself a chance to win a lot of them. I I don't know. I don't know. Should the load be spread around a little bit more? But it's kind of like. Suter has been fantastic for quite some time, but if you're going to really kind of up his workload where he's not getting many days off, yeah this is going to happen eventually, and it happens and that's tough it doesn't decide the series, but it's tough, um, or decide the game other than that like, what was there to say? Um, Zach Allen, really really good yeah. my Arizona Diamondbacks, Andrew and Tommy, they're coming. They're they're watching everyone else. That will they run out of games? Yes, probably. Um, but I don't know. They might catch the Brewers.
1: I don't know. If we're using this criteria, the Giants are red hot as well. A half game ahead of the Diamondbacks in the standings. Taking on the Philadelphia Phillies. All these just great teams L- no, definitely listen, deserve to be in the this
2: Giants, race. the Giants are three and seven in their last head. The Diamondbacks are eight and two. Momentum
1: is in baseball. It's just tomorrow's starting pitcher. Who's going for the diamondbacks? Next man up. Who's up? Who do they have next?
2: See, you're you're thinking about the diamondbacks now. You're thinking about this new team. If, it's the, di- if the
1: diamondbacks if the <laughs> diamondbacks finish three games back or better from they play the Padres, so fuck. I want them to win now.
2: If they finish three games back or better, go on. I felt something was going.
1: I don't know, I'll eat a hat. Eat a and hat? I
2: don't, I don't, uh, uh, uh it's not physically possible. We can find something. It is possible. Me I mean do. we're in a Herzog at ate a shoe. I think you could eat a hat.
1: They, so, uh, I have
2: a I have a, a throat thing. Um three games back of the final wild card spot or the brewers? Uh the
1: final wild card spot. All right. We'll think of something. We can work with that. I heard a hat. Um they finish their season with three in Milwaukee. When I'll be there, if my wallet doesn't keep me from it. Anyway, Master Brewer Leaderboard. <laughs> uh, Jace Peterson, Tyrone Taylor, Rowdy Les. There I've you got
2: have another, it. I've got another one. I've got another one. Who, who's that? Um, Eric Lauer. Six and two oh, thirds yes. innings, just, just two runs allowed. Eric Lauer is also deserving of, I, of his spot there.
1: I agree. Yeah. Eric Lauer, welcome aboard. Uh, the leaderboard <laughs> through 133 <laughs> games. Rowdy Telez with 21. Christian Yelich with 16. Corbin Bo- Burns with 14. Willie Adamas, 13. Andrew McCutcheon, 11. Chase Peterson, Hunter Renfro with 10. Brandon Widger and Eric Lauer with 9. Tyron Taylor, Colton Wong, Devin Williams, Luis Arias with eight. Keston Hira and Josh Hader with seven. Freddie Peralta with six. Aaron Ashby, Hobie Milner with five. Jason Alexander with four. Brad Boxberger, Trevor Gott, Jonathan Davis, Victor Caratini with three. Brent Suter, Peter Shrezlecki, Matt Bush, Omar Narvaez, Adrian Hausman with two. Garrett Mitchell, Taylor Rogers, Daniel Gustave, Luke Barker with a single beer.
2: Uh... Are you, are you more defeated by the Brewers? This, I, I, I hear the defeatedness in your voice. Is it by the Brewers or is it by the Brewers being so bad right now that they have me being like, Hey, what about the Diamondbacks? What's, what's really, what's worse? What's, what's just getting to you in the heart there. What's making you consider, I could see it in your face right now. What did I do here? What did I, what did I sign up for? Yeah, that's definitely a big part of it.
1: Um, it's the not taking advantage of opportunities in the schedule when other teams are faltering because it's, it you know what it does it just is like oh they're bad that's what it is yeah uh or not bad they're mediocre there's 70 they're going to 70 wins 63
2: losses they're going to finish with a record above 500 god willing um, but they they are bad like because we're talking about a team that was and a team that that is now oh
1: so the team like, that they have the been team... since july
2: 31st is bad yes yeah because it's it's like the way we talk with the brewers should be the way we talk with josh hater because <laughs> when the two things were good they were good together and now neither is particularly good like it, the way hater season is clearly delineated i mean that's there when you look at the brewer's record the brewer's record has been just bad they are comfortably below 500 i think it's now five games below 500 um in the Uh, second half
1: well how we want to define it but since so july 31st four game lead over the cardinals 35 days since then according to adam McAlvey, the cardinals are 26 and 7 the brewers are 13 and 19 that pretty much (sighs) says it all you so now on july 31st you've got that four game lead in the division i think this is a team that had their best 50 game start in franchise history if i'm remembering that correctly as well And now you're eight and a half games back of the Cardinals. That's not even a conversation. I just look at that point in the standings just as a point of reference. We do not consider that as anything realistic. You go to the wild card, two and a half games back of the Phillies, and you need to outright pass them three games back of the Padres. You need to outright pass them. So, And you've got a plus 28 run differential. These other two teams are plus 65. And Padres are plus 35, so not that much better. But you're just clearly – the third best team in the chasing mix, and the thing is, is like you're still being gifted opportunities to get back into it and take hold of it, and they just haven't. If you sweep, if you sweep one of the the series from last week, that's another game. If you can salvage a split against the Diamondbacks, that's another game there, and they're just not doing it. And I'm gonna keep watching, and I'm gonna keep hoping, but it's hope. Rather than, rather than like a cognitive thought where I've seen X, Y, Z, that means they're about to go on a tear. It's not, it's not projecting something that's happened into thinking that there's going to be a meaningful difference against uh, for results. It's, well, God, I hope the rocky starting pitcher and bullpen are terrible this week so they can score some runs. Or man, I hope Corbin Burns returns to form. It's what I'm hoping for, but I, I'm starting. Um, i've lo- i'm losing belief or any reason for optimism
2: I may have lost hope just being honest this fight. I'm open to being surprised i'm open to you know searching being lost, then being found coming up with this hope but it's it's very difficult like i <laughs> I think even the, the most optimistic of Brewers fans, you could see in the past couple of weeks, uh, they are worn down and they have been broken down by this because it is just very, very difficult to watch this night in and night out. And I, I think people, in the chat... Go on. people gotta stop with these like ridiculous
1: Twitter threads just bashing players individually, like and taking personal shots.
2: Yeah, but that should never be a thing. But that's this is all sports and people are idiots. Like that's it's... yeah it's <laughs> honestly where it comes down to here. Like if we're to, uh to really drill into where does this go wrong? Whose fault is it? It's organizationally, this is the roster you've built. And if guys aren't good enough to get you there, that's on the organization for building a roster that way and building up expectations. To think they are like, that's the only place I can, I can come down on that. It's not like the players aren't accountable for their own performance, but ultimately when it's not just one guy, like there is no just one player who's fixing this. I mean, honestly, like peak Christian Yelich walks through that door. Now the old version of Christian Yelich, it's not just going to magically solve this team and propel them to be a powerhouse in a team. Everyone's going to fear because that's the thing too. And it's like, okay. If we're still trying to hope, if we're still trying to find reasons to believe that they could find some spark, they could get themselves into the playoffs, you do have to start thinking about individuals and be like, okay, well, who is going to do that? Who is going to come up consistently and give them something with their offense that is going to help you get there? I really struggle to come up with names I trust offensively on this team right now.
1: Yeah, because uh, even the best players have that degree of streakiness. You don't have any. You don't have anyone that's just game over game consistent.
2: Like w- Willie and Renfro, they are not going to do what you need them to do right now. Like maybe Renfro gets hot like the streak he had three, four weeks ago, um, or longer now, right out of um, the All Star break. His,
1: his numbers are quietly now just the best in most categories on the team. And but just based on the pro- we, profile of hitter, he is that's not a good thing.
2: Yeah. And, the, but the thing with that is, we all know that like he is the most feast or famine player on the team. And when he's feasted this season, that's been great. There's been some very fun stretches, but it's too few and far between. Like, Rowdy is the person, as we've touched on a few times, he is top of our Master Bureau leaderboard because he is the most consistently there to come up with some positive production offensively. It's kind of as simple as that. You're just looking for other guys who can do that. Plenty of players have had spells where they've done it. Uh, Willie Adams, it's just not happening. He may be neck and neck with Rowdy for the home run lead. Um, he even has taken the RBI lead, although Rowdy not starting quite as much recently has played a factor in that too. It still feels very different. The profile of those two guys, where they come up with their hits, how they come up with them, and just basically how they're distributed across an even spread of games. And then it's the guys who you just expect to be okay, well, if we're you can't be critical, Willie, you can't be critical of Hunter Renfro because ultimately they are still delivering. Well, then you've got who are the guys that are just supposed to give you walks and singles to lay the groundwork. You have someone like Andrew McCutcheon who has had spells this season where he's done that. Not happening at all right now. Uh, Luis and, Arias has not been good for
1: quite some time. Go on. I think the big thing with McCutcheon is this is pro- the player that he probably should be at this point in his career. Yeah. And when, and when ownership is like, oh, by the way, we found money for him, you're welcome, and is painting him as the big offseason free agency acquisition. And you know, he's getting to the point in his career where it's starting to be. Uh, later days and he comes out 243 312 385 your dh your big offseason signing's got a 397 ops and he'll i he'll have good games throughout the rest of the season and um but like just the way that was portrayed and like the finding the money in the budget it just makes that stand out even more and then i think another big thing like you arias is a good shout he starts the season with the wrist injury just starts him off a bad path from from the get-go and it's been up and down ever since then and then about two or three months into the season, the Brewers had probably a top three offensive tandem at catcher in the National League, and both guys have regressed significantly. And mm-hmm. that's another spot in the lineup where you just aren't getting consistent production.
2: Um, and, and the yeah, other yeah, like thing, you said, the, it's all
1: the way the, up and down the roster.
2: The other thing I'd point to is if we were to say who in the last couple of weeks does it feel like – the Brewers have anointed as the savior, as this is the guy who's going to get us out of this. This is the guy who's going to get us to the playoffs. For me, I feel like that's Kesson Jura, and Kesson has done some of that himself to get himself in that spot. But what is that saying too? This is a guy who throughout the season, at a management level, at a front office level, the confidence has not been there, that he has spent significant spells down in Nashville. Honestly, at times when he shouldn't have been down in Nashville, when he had shown real life, with the brewers you're like don't send them back down now and then late in the season it's like oh well keston's back to save the day it's kind of all over the place i did it's this is not a revelation by any means um but for all of the absolutely stellar work that david searns has done over his time with the brewers he does have a lot to answer for this year because uh best intentions, whatever plans they had laid out, it's it's all gone amiss. And honestly, pretty badly amiss compared to what it could have been and where this team actually started off. And there have been some decisions along the way that have certainly not helped with that. It's going to lead to, I, I think, when the season is over and when we get into off-season mode and free agency comes around, then we certainly won't be expecting big splashes but we're going to find ourselves talking very regularly about ownership, about the front office in terms of what what do they really have to work with? Like, what are you? Has he got the apples? Is are we just having bites at the apple, Andrew? Because he doesn't have enough apples to make the apple juice that's being asked of him. This is this is the question I think I'm I'm coming to at this point, and. That's just a really tough spot and I, I don't know where it's going. I like I don't know in mapping out year to year what their vision is for this because it's tough to see it getting better before we reach the point where it's like, okay, Jackson Churio is here and he might be the best player in baseball. Like This team just needs that to happen to get them out of a, a tough hole they're going to be in if there's no willingness or ability to spend up until that point.
1: And we are going to have a whole off season to just dive right into all of that. It might even start Adam on October 6th, but we hope not. But again, it's only hope. If you're, if you've listened this far, thank you for, for joining us. This, we want this to be like therapy uh, or whatever. I don't know. Uh, look ahead on the schedule. Uh, the Brewers head to Colorado. Another bad team. What do we think? Adrian Hauser versus Ryan Feltner today, Monday, September 5th at 310 Central. A nice uh, Labor Day afternoon baseball for you. Uh, Tuesday, September 6th, 740 Central start. Brandon Woodruff versus Chad Cool. Wednesday, September 7th, 210 Central start. Eric Lauer versus Kyle Freeland. And then they play two on Thursday back home against the San Francisco Giants at 310 Central. And then this listed for 640, but, uh, you know, How how long that first game goes will dictate when that second game starts. And uh, that's what we got to look ahead to this week. Uh, Every game is their Super Bowl. Got to win them all like Pokemon.
2: I take issue with another bad team because that, yeah, that suggestion is that the Diamondbacks are a bad team. I just want to get that in the record. So clearly, the Diamondbacks are a very good team now. Things have they turned the corner. I'm gonna send you a
1: Diamondbacks jersey in the mail. <laughs> That's what I'm That'd be do. cool.
2: I don't, I don't say no that. Um, yeah let's let's see what the week brings. Let's let's see what the week brings. Chris Yelich is looking like he might be able to come back. start this rocky series that would be welcome we may need the power that he was demonstrating of late we may need that peak christian just to see for argument's sake i said i don't know if that would solve all the problems i'm not opposed to us finding out you know let's let's get a look at it and let's see but they also do need like i think we we focus mostly on the offenses and performing so you cut those guys some slack they just don't have room for like five earned runs allowed by uh, Woody and whatever Corbin's. Is he five again? He... Those two guys cannot be allowed five earned runs. And that's, that's tough because it doesn't happen to them often. Stop with the Corbin a bit recently. But from now on in, it's like if the Brewers have any hope, it just can't happen. You've got to get back to a place where, hey, guess what? The offense doesn't score a lot, but if you score two runs that you're going to have a chance to win, like it's what it's going to take. So the offense really needs to find something, but also the pitching has to get to its lockdown best. It's a lot to ask all around, but that's the spot the Brewers are in.
1: I think that's all we got.
2: All right. If you love listening to us, which uh, how could you not, how could you not love hearing about this team, thinking about this team? Talking about this team. We sure do. Um, Make sure you subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Cruising for a bruising. Uh, we do genuinely appreciate all of you who've been on the journey throughout the season with us. Let's hope there's more twists and turns and we've got some good times to come this season. Uh, but if not, maybe it's just setting the table for good times to come in the future. Who knows? I'm an optimist, Andrew. Everyone who knows me knows this about me. I'm an optimist. You can also follow us on Twitter at BrewersGSPN. You can go to gspn.info you'll get all of the details on everything the Eurostep podcast network does there you can go check out our merch store with all of our great cruising for bruising merch i'm wearing my cruising for bruising t-shirt right now in fact um you can get access to the discord in there you can come and talk brewers with lots of other people who really andrew talks about like the therapeutic nature of this podcast if you need fellow Brewers fans to just vent to it when you're going through it, the Discord is increasingly a very good place to have that outlet. So if you want to get in there, gspn.info will get you in. And as Andrew flagged up up top, we've got the Eurostep, we've got Win and 6, we've got Talk of the Thunder, we've got Make Time for this. Four other pods across the Eurostep podcast network. Lots of stuff going on. Lots of other Milwaukee sports things to think about, to talk about, to get excited about. And let's hope the Brewers can find some life and kind of give us that fun run into everything starting back up. It, it should be one of the most exciting times of the year for Wisconsin sports. It still will be with the Packers returning and the Bucks on the horizon. Um, but it'll be nice for the Brewers to just give it that jolt to, to bring it to the place where it's felt like it's been in recent years where it's like, you know what? All three of these teams are really, really good. We can hope.
1: I, I'm counting on, I'm counting on your Diamondbacks this week. Let's hope sweep so. The, Brewers sweep the Rockies. Diamondbacks sweep the Padres. We're right back at
2: it, baby. Get get yourself a jersey too, and then you know maybe if maybe the, that's if the karma they, stated. if they sweep if the, the Padres, you'll get a jersey.
1: If the Brewers or no, the if the Diamondbacks have a winning record against the Padres in this next stretch, I think they got them like six more games at a certain point. Uh, if I'm looking at that correctly, and they also lose to the Brewers in the final series of the season to get the Brewers into the playoffs. That combination of winning and losing, I'll uh, I'll show up at a Diamondbacks hat on our first uh, postseason post game pod. See
2: I, that I could see you in a Zach jersey. I didn't think like that no, would be a place for you. He went to UNC, sorry.
1: Not oh, after. okay. Yeah, they've got uh, three in San Diego this week and then for home in the middle of September. So they've got plenty of opportunities to help out the Brewers. And then they finish, obviously, with Milwaukee. And a uh, very good chance I'm at that Monday game. So they could also end their season, which would be really a good bit on me. Like, just really personal, <coughs> specific
2: joke from one the person. Di- you game. know what? The Diamondbacks, generally, I'm obviously I'm joking about this. They are not entirely dead yet, just by the way of that schedule. Like, that is the kind of schedule that at this point we wish the Brewers would have that you get have a chance to eat into the gap with some of these teams yourself. They also um,
1: have eight against the
2: Dodgers, and that's okay. Right. <laughs> well, that's that's not ideal. <laughs> uh, although the Brewers did better against the Dodgers, than they do against most other teams in some games. What is it? What is it with the Dodgers, which having to
1: play uh, This is obviously a division opponent, but they have this is they have a five game series mixed in here. That has to be a uh, late season starting due to the, the lockout mm. kind of thing. That sounds like a nightmare, playing the Dodgers five games in a row, even though obviously <laughs> the Brewers felt fared pretty well, but that, that sounds like the stuff of nightmares. Actually, for us, five games in a row against the Pirates is stuff of nightmares.
2: Well, look, we'll see how that goes. I think we've got a new element now to add to Standings Watch, which is just regular check-ins with the Arizona Diamondbacks to see if Andrew is going to have to do anything Diamondbacks-related. Um, to also see if he's going to have to eat a hat. He said he'd get a Diamondbacks hat. I don't know if we could get a Diamondbacks hat. Eat a Diamondbacks hat. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Until the next time. Thanks to all of you for listening. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Phoenix.